0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now on to this week's show.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast or the podcast, if you will. This is episode number two. And Today we're going to be talking about uh, selling on different channels, uh, leveraging print-on-demand using various channels, sales channels, and as always, with me is Travis Ross. Travis, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good, man. Good. Uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited to get this second episode in the can and kind of touch on the um, various platforms that people can use for print-on-demand, but before we do that... I think we're going to throw it to a segment that is going to be a recurring segment here on the show. This is the first uh, time it's been aired, but we like to call it Point of Interest. Each week, we're going to try and bring you a point of interest about the print-on-demand industry, something that we find interesting. So Travis, tell us, what is this week's, what is the first ever point <laughs> of interest?
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, point of interest is, is uh, kind of a fancy way of saying we Googled something cool about the print-on-demand <laughs> industry no, um, what, are you, what
1: but, uh, are you talking about? This one is from the deep reservoir of knowledge that we've acquired. What is <laughs> right, Google? Yeah, what, is this, what is this Google machine?
0: <laughs> yeah, because I happen to know um, revenue numbers for Printful for 2019. <laughs> 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 that actually well, is our point of interest, though. Yeah, spoiler alert. there you go. Yeah, Printful reached $116 million of revenue in 2019, mm-hmm. Up from 77 million in 2018. That's a 49% oh, increase. And I just did that math on the, off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, that came mm-hmm. from the reservoir of knowledge. We did <laughs> not prep that percentage at all. It's not in the show notes. He just totally... It's just crazy it though. What do, tri- uh, what do you think attributes million. to that? I mean, what, what do you think well, is I... the main factor? Is it, is it expansion on product offerings for their customers? Why don't you tell people kind of what Primful is if, they, if they're listening like, I don't know... What the hell? Sure, printful, sure, sure. What a printful is. Explain that, and then kind of go into your thoughts on why the forty-nine percent increase.
0: Yeah. So printful is a, a print-on-demand supplier. So if you have uh, a brand and you you have different products, maybe you have t-shirts, hoodies, um, you know, maybe do posters. I mean, they have a lot of different product offerings. Um, you can have printful fulfill your print-on-demand products. To your end users or your end right. customers, right. Um, that's that's their main business model. And w- so, one of the things that they've done is they've really, really expanded their their product selection. I think I've read they've added o- or in 2019 they added 50 new products or over 50 new products. Um, they've they have a f- production facility in the U.S. Uh, they added like 57,000 square feet uh, wow. to their production facility. They have a printful. Uh, A print a – I'm sorry, a uh, a facility in Latvia, uh, which they do all of the European fulfillment over there and they just – in 2019, I believe they opened a new print facility in Spain. So I mean – Obviously, they're making some money because they're expanding like crazy. Yeah. But I think the reason they're really expanding like crazy is because print on demand is really still in its infancy. I don't think we've yeah. seen all the things that we're going to be able to do. A lot of people are coming into print on demand because it really is one of the one of the fastest ways to build uh, to build wealth, to have an online business, to build a brand, to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sell on channels like we're going to be talking about. I, yeah. I really think like people are just kind of figuring this out. And they're coming into print on demand in droves, but it's still young. I can't imagine what Printful is going to do in 2020, even with COVID. Yeah,
1: and you know, it's I think the technology as far as as far as like direct to garment printing, which is one of the things that uh, one of the technologies that definitely lends itself to print on demand as opposed to screen printing. I think the DTG technology in and of itself is probably what less than ten years old. Probably. I mean, we're just getting to printers now that can print white ink mm. and color and now they're doing polys. So so the the, yeah. the the printers that I've seen that have come online, the printers that are coming d- down the pipe from these suppliers soon will will be able to rival the pro- the, the productivity and ri- almost rival the cost of screen printing because of how much this technology yeah. is improving and expanding. And so uh, you're right that it is mm. in its infancy and... Although there seems to be a lot of people being attracted to it, now it's still relatively ground floor. If you get in now and kind of get in while this thing's starting to explode before it gets, you know, super saturated like everything does, of course, because once everyone <laughs> wants wants to find a way to, to make money, obviously, but I, I agree. I think it's a good time to get in and I think it's very uh, much in its infancy still as a industry overall.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. I think that's and the other thing to say is just the printful is like just one of hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. of print on demand suppliers. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be really interesting if, if if anybody has like an actual like 2019 number from for print on demand as an industry overall, like what type of market share it took, uh, even in just the U.S. We'd love for you to give us an email. Just shoot us an email to info at printondemandcast.com dot com, um, and just update us because you know. The Google machine can only work so well. But if we work together, we can defeat the Google machine? No, no, no. We don't want to say that out loud.
1: No. It'll no, come for us. Then they'll censor, <laughs> they'll censor this podcast episode. That will be just be like three minutes of just quiet space that no one will have intended. Uh, so no, we love you, Google, and you, Mark Zuckerberg. You're, you're our best friends.
0: Uh, okay, yes. so –
1: so, that is this week's point of interest. And so, with that, we're going to transition to the main event.
0: Main event. It's the main event.
1: The main topic why we're here, and that is sales channels. So, Travis, tell the people, and then I'll follow you. How'd you get started selling print on demand? Where did you start selling print on demand, and what did you start selling?
0: yeah i mean we we kind of brushed or talked about this in the last episode, so we're not going to really go into it a ton but um you know, I started selling online and just was I was just selling anything I could get my hands on mm-hmm. really um i I literally overheard a conversation at a conference about print on demand about sublimation actually yeah. and realized that the the barrier to entry or like to actually do it yourself it was pretty inexpensive, and so um I jumped on because I already had been doing what's called private label uh, Mm -hmm. on Amazon. And what private label is, is basically finding a product that you can stick your own brand name label, your private label onto, and then sell it on that channel. Which So so there's some skills that come along with private labeling. You have to be able to create your own um, listing. And so I was already doing that. I was already creating listings. And so with print-on-demand with sublimation, with coffee mugs in particular, it was kind of like, uh, a poor man's private label, if you will, because I was creating my own listing. I yeah. was the only one that had access to that design. Um, and so that, that kind of got me started. What about you?
1: Uh, as we touched on in the first episode, um, our paths are, are very similar in a lot of ways in this print on demand journey, but um, you actually had told us, "Hey, we're I'm doing mugs. I'm sublimating mugs, and mm-hmm. uh, we we were doing a lot of wholesale, which on Amazon, which is basically for for those listening. Um, this is a bad example, but you go to like an Adidas brand." And say, hey, we want to sell your stuff on Amazon. Can we have an official wholesale account? Blah, blah, blah. And it's a bad example because that would never happen with that particular brand. But <laughs> uh, we were doing a lot of that, a lot of RA, and we were also doing some private label. But you're right in the, in the respect to it was like Poor Man's Private Label because it was a well, way you could control the buy box. You could control the margins a lot better than if you're on a listing with 15 other people. Um, Mm-hmm. and you have you're the only one with that specific design it might be some similar but yours is the only one specific so that's where we started too uh with those mug presses um yep. and you know printing a bunch and shipping them into FBA and then doing you know merchant fulfilled stuff so that's how uh we got started yep. in print on demand as well and uh so yeah very similar yeah. beginnings
0: so we, we we just wanted to kind of go through the some of the uh, online channels right. that mm-hmm. if if that if you are interested in you know beginning your sublimation journey or your DTG journey or just you know your print on demand journey mm-hmm. um, you know maybe where, where are some of the places that you could sell and some of these are going to be like oh yeah but mm-hmm. there might be a couple. That you learn a little something. So, we decided to kind of give you an example of (laughs) uh, or or compare these channels in a little bit of a unique way. So, we're going to start off with eBay. Um, eBay is, we're going to call it the garage sale channel. (laughs) And the reason we call it the garage sale channel is because really anything goes. I mean, you know, you can sell your 1974, you know, knickknack, you know, a little figurine or something for 200 bucks or you can yeah. sell a pair of used adidas or you can sell a pair of new adidas right um at least i think you can i don't know they might shut you down now but my point is new and used anything goes on ebay it's kind of like a garage you can sale even, so you can literally
1: yeah. even make an offer instead of buying it right then and there
0: you can you yeah. can haggle price you can haggle, the garage yeah, sale negotiate feature that
1: has. <laughs>
0: yeah so, so Josiah, have you had much experience with eBay? Have you with mm. print on demand specifically, or have you guys not, listed anything or tried? Not it?
1: with print on demand specifically. Um, when we were doing a lot of wholesale or that kind of stuff, RA, we would use eBay as a liquidation platform, or it's like, okay, we have this, mm. or, or or somewhere to kind of get rid of, you know, returned inventory. Someone returns a pair of shoes, and we can't resell them on Amazon because of the, you know, the. The rules. Hmm. So we just throw them on eBay. But print on demand wise, um I can't remember. I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, why don't you sell on eBay? Do print on demand. And I don't know. It never occurred to me because to me, that doesn't seem like a channel where people will go to look for novelty hmm. t-shirts or mugs with, you know, sayings on them or, or whatever. Yeah. So, I, I, it's not yeah. to say, it's not to discredit it and say that it wouldn't work, but it certainly hasn't been our first choice and we we have yet to do anything. Have you, have you ventured into eBay print on demand wise at all?
0: Yeah, I, I did start, I, I, um, I did list a bunch of products, a bunch of mugs on, um, on eBay and I found that it wasn't a very good channel for me, at least for, for mugs with right. print on demand. And, and the more I thought about so I, I actually do not, um, First of all, they charge you for every listing. Um, so, you right. know, the more listings you have, the more you're paying in just listing fees. Right. Um, so, the idea that I wanted to, to accomplish was to have a whole lot of listings, but then that cost me a lot. And so, if they didn't sell as well, well, it was kind of, it, it didn't really work out. Yeah. Um, but the reason I feel that eBay is not the best channel for print on demand is because um, it's it's like who goes to a garage sale to buy their friend a gift? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. if you're if you're going to eBay, you're you have more of a garage sale mentality. And if you have right. a garage sale mentality, you're not you're probably not looking for a gift. You're looking for something Self unique, for something right. uh yeah, something for yourself. Maybe you're looking for a part, you know, for a car or a yeah. washing machine that you're fixing or you know, something yep. specific mm-hmm. um that you know you're probably not going to find on Amazon or Walmart or any of these other places. <laughs> um so I, that that's that's kind of my Uh, experience with ebay
1: yeah it reminds me so
0: what's
1: uh, our it it reminds me of when i used to work at radio shack people don't like them to radio shack for fuses and weird tail light (laughs) lamps and stuff like it's very niche uh but yeah yeah. so so there's ebay and then we have etsy which we have compared to or are comparing it to a vintage shop um etsy Mm. is very Um, a lot of handmade stuff, a lot of fine art craft, you know, engraving Mm -hmm. and personalized items. Great for gifts. Great for, you know, huge in the home decor and the wedding scene, that whole industry. I mean, Etsy is the place to go for unique artwork, Mm -hmm. um, commissioned artwork. I mean, it's got a lot of that. It's kind of like a, a art, I don't don't know if this is the right word, bizarre. You know, like the crafts fairs or whatever. You'd walk into this huge, Mm -hmm. huge, you know, gymnasium or auditorium, and there's just booth after booth of handmade stuff. And we can, yeah. So it's like that. Um, And I, you know, my wife has an Etsy shop, and she kills it on Etsy. And it's specifically um, a lot of home decor, pillows, tea towels, Mm -hmm. mugs, um, some shirts. Not, not a whole lot of shirts move on Etsy, at least in her mm-hmm. shop. Um right. some more of the wood signs, you know, with the with the cute funny sayings and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that that move really, really well. So that is certainly especially if you have the ability to do customized orders, I think Etsy mm. is like the go to for I want something and I want it customized. I want it unique. I want it to be one of a kind. Etsy is usually where people go to find that kind of stuff and it's kind of carved out that niche for itself amongst all yeah. these other platforms.
0: Yeah, that's not to say you can't do custom um, on these other channels. And sure. there are people that are, being, that are successful in doing it on some of these other channels, but Etsy, I, I agree. I think it's for customized um, you know, products, which the cool thing about print-on-demand is that it really lends itself to customizing things because you know? it's basically it's a print file. I can change some names or some words on a print file and immediately I have a brand new product, you know, something that's unique to that particular customer. So, um, yeah, Etsy has been – the one thing I will say about Etsy, I think you – it's probably of all the marketplaces that we're going to talk about today. It's the one that you really need to hone in your product um, listings. Uh, You really need to to kind of nail your product pictures, your storefront – your text on your, you know, you can't just yeah, you, throw a a yeah. picture with a white background and then, you know, have your buy it now button.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's that's pretty, not enough for these Etsy it's buyers. It's kind of the one eighty from from Amazon, which we'll get to. Amazon, you have to have just a white background with the product, and then you can have some other lifestyle mm-hmm. images. But like you said, if you do that on Etsy, you're not going to get a lot of views because Etsy, Etsy, the people with good shops everything you see is carefully curated from from the product listings mm-hmm. the brand the branding throughout the entire thing i mean it's very very specific so you do have to really up your game and present an entire brand as opposed to separate listings that don't necessarily are, aren't necessarily right. cohesive with one another so you do have to kind of think yeah. of it from like a brand representation standpoint with etsy for sure
0: yeah no i i totally agree um, so that's Etsy, a great they do, channel. They do I think a lot of people, listing
1: too, but I think it's less than eBay. Right.
0: Um, I think it's 20 cents per listing actually. Yeah. And then the other thing is that that is interesting with Etsy is that they only charge you a 5% commission when something right. sells. Now, you they do also charge you 20 cents again to relist right. <laughs> that product, but right, right. 5% plus 20 cents is a lot better than some of these other channels that charge, you know, typically fifteen percent in the right. in the uh, categories that we're selling in. Yep. yep. Um, well, let's anything else about Etsy? Or you want to move on to the next? No, one? No,
1: tell us what's next. What's the next platform?
0: So, so the next one that we're going to talk about is Walmart, hmm. and Walmart. Um, well, I mean, you could say that it's kind of like. The Walmart of <laughs> print-on-demand stores, <laughs> or, or or perhaps like uh, like a store in the mall, you know, yeah. like a Dillard's or a J.C. penny kind of yeah. a, a store that has pretty much everything, but it's still kind of you know it's inside of um, it, but it's it's yeah, it's like a Walmart. It's like it has yeah. pretty much everything, but it's kind of you know it's discounted. Like Walmart, one of Walmart's things is that. Um, if they find you advertising the same product on another channel for less, they will take your listing down. That's part of their thing. They actually crawl other marketplaces really? to find your exact listing. I'm list... learning
1: something new. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. I know it's it's wow. it's kind of. So do they, just kind take, of a little do they just take they just take it down <laughs> until
1: you change the price.
0: That way, I don't know. Or... I, I I do know they take it down, and I'm un I'm unsure if you can you know, kind of resurrect the listing or mm-hmm. if it's just kind of too bad, so sad, Yeah, do it again enough and we're just going to, you know, totally take you off the camp. platform. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing about Walmart is they are um, much more, um, they're much more stringent on their product categories. Like you can't have any cuss words in your listing titles yep. or your on your products. You can't say anything that they would deem inappropriate. They have a very strict code of standards, if you will, for their, for their products. So, um, nothing as it relates to like mental, um, uh, mental, you know, illness or anything like that. So, you know, there was, there was a mug or, you know, something that said something about, um, you know, I'm, it had had the word schizophrenia on it in a joking manner, and that was right. not okay on on Walmart. Now Amazon, wow. you can you could typically do something like that. Right. Um, Etsy, Etsy also is very loose with their Etsy um, Etsy's pretty content close. policy.
1: Yeah, Etsy's that's what I was gonna are t- meant to touch on is Etsy's very kind of wild west with that stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you right. have people that even even Madeline, uh, my wife, she sells you know a central perk mug with the central perk (laughs) logo and people can customize and put any name underneath in the friend's font and etsy doesn't (laughs) care if you put that on amazon you, you don't stand a chance or walmart so yeah etsy is very very loose with with those like you said those content guidelines at the moment at least yeah
0: yeah so walmart is a little more strict with that um the other thing i'll say is that uh getting approved in Walmart is, can be challenging. Yeah. It's, It's, yeah, they don't necessarily just let anyone in. You kind of have to go through their, you know, their process and jump through their hoops and or know somebody on the inside that can open a few (laughs) doors for you. Um, but once you're in, uh, there are no listing fees, at least I'm not, I'm not sure if they're, um, high volume listing fees, but, um, like there are on Amazon but I've not reached those yet and I have a you know I think I have last I count I have like 15,000 products on Walmart oh, okay um yeah so it 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 has been a interesting thing to see how Walmart has done specifically during COVID mm-hmm. um, prior to Walmart or sorry prior to COVID I would say and even into like last Q4 I would say um, Walmart accounted for probably ten to fifteen percent of my sales, right. and I would say at this point, right now, Walmart is probably accounting for about forty percent of my sales. Yeah, which is shocking—a a shocking increase in in uh, I guess traffic for Walmart. So mm-hmm. I, I heard. I think they are now officially the number two e-commerce website yeah. online. I
1: saw, I saw that as well. Which is which is yeah. which is saying. It's a huge testament to what they've done because they're not that old. I mean, right. They launched in what, 2017, I want to say, maybe two years yeah. ago, something like that. Right and it was very rudimentary cuz i think you i think we were both some of the first people on the platform yeah. and listing was interesting and it was right. very
0: now i'm not saying we're not saying that walmart.com launched in 2017 we're saying right. walmart.com opened the doors for, for third, third party, party sellers, sellers. Correct. Yes. to be able to come onto the platform yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. good distinction for sure so yeah. in in the beginning it was i was it was like man is this worth it's very arduous is this worth it but i can i can attest and agree with you similarly that walmart is started to creep up on our amazon volume for print on demand for mugs for t-shirts for all of that yeah. stuff we have we've seen a huge percentage in growth from that channel specifically during covid
0: so as it, it's yeah, a, it's, interesting it's amazing
1: that you guys are seeing the same thing for sure
0: yeah so that's Walmart. Yes. Josiah, uh, uh, what, what's our next so uh, print-on-demand?
1: Yes, after Walmart, we have merch by Amazon. And in keeping in the spirit of a mall uh, <laughs> analogy, merch by Amazon is one of those kiosks in the middle of the mall that you always walk by. Um, <laughs> they do a few things very, very well, but mm-hmm. they're not big enough to be a whole an entire store <laughs> at the moment. Mm-hmm. Merch by Amazon is actually... Um, where uh, we got our start selling shirts on Amazon.
0: Right. Uh,
1: I think we got in pretty early in the program. You have to be. You have to request to be invited and allowed in. Um, so it's it's interesting. The whole premise is if you basically if you have designs you can upload them through Merch by Amazon. Select the colors, mm-hmm. and the titles, and and then Amazon lists it for you with the Prime badge next to it, which does great things for your volume. Um, hmm. The detriments that I found were that you don't make a ton of money doing it that right. way, which I guess is with what we were, what, the direction we ended up going, trying to do affiliates and partners. Like there, after we made our, you know, seven dollars a t-shirt, it wasn't very enticing to go to someone else and say, "Do you want two fifty of this?" <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot of <laughs> pie to go around when you're trying right. to fulfill it, and when it's specifically only that you can post a list on Amazon and their content guidelines are very stringent, like, very stringent, very, very stringent. So those, that's kind of the pros and cons for us, but it's a really cool program. Travis, do you still have, are you still moving stuff through that channel at the moment? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually, um I have actually, I have two uh, merch by Amazon accounts. I was able to separate them and, you know, make sure that they were all, you know um, compliant with their terms of service and everything right. uh, and so I have not loaded like actual designs onto those platforms in quite a while I have what so Amazon or merch by Amazon does what's called a tier system so when you come on the platform, at least when I came on the platform, you started at 10 and right. you you got you, you could only list ten products and then once you sold ten you would be qualified to then go up to the next tier, which was 25. Right. And then once you sold 25 products, you could go, I don't know if they skipped 50 and went to 100, but it was like 100, then it was 500, then it was 1,000, 2,000, right. 6,000, 12,000, know, and it kept going up and up and up. Um, I My two accounts, one is a tier 2,000 and one is at tier 1,000, but I probably only have a total of, 450 to 500 designs because what they do if if you upload a design and it doesn't sell i believe and i I am outdated on my merch by amazon stats because i haven't been in in that um much lately but i think it's after six six months um they will take or it's after a certain amount of a certain period of time if it hasn't had a sale they'll take that down now you can relist that same shirt or that same you know product um but they'll take it down. And so over time, a lot of my products that I had or a lot of my designs that I had uploaded kind of came back down. And so I've landed right around the 450, 500 mark. But, you know, I mean, um, you know, I, I make a few hundred dollars every month and I haven't touched yeah. it in six months to <laughs> a year, you know, yeah. so I'll take that every day. Yeah. Um, the other thing I, w- I will say, one of the reasons we called it the kiosk is because they just don't do very many things. Right. They do t-shirts, hoodies, premium shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, and pop sockets at the mm-hmm. at the time of recording. That's it. Right. They don't do coffee mugs. They don't and, and and part of the reason they don't do some of those other products is because they're huge. <laughs> like merch by Amazon needs to have massive facilities yeah. to hold their stock because they're fulfilling so many orders every single day. And so yeah. Obviously the the latest product that they added was pop sockets (laughs) and pop sockets are really small. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe they've added something recently, more recent than that, but I, I, that was the last one I'm aware of. And I mean, but pop sockets are small. Mugs are way bigger. Yeah. So it, it would take a lot, a lot more space for you.
1: We've seen your, the, the mug dryer that you used to have and it took up a lot of real estate. I imagine that Amazon would have Mm. to invest in some pretty, Serious production equipment to to get into mm-hmm. the sublimation game, which would which, like you said, would acquire or require a massive expansion in in, in square footage because it, it right the, the mugs might be just this big, but the equipment to get it all done proficiently and at that volume is are, is massive. Well,
0: just <laughs> just can you imagine if all of a sudden they start? I mean, just the sheer number of square footage they would need, pallet upon pallet upon pallet of yeah, blank, mugs.
1: blank mugs. Yeah. And, you
0: know, so it's just a lot. Um, so that's, that's kind of, that's Merch by Amazon. Yep. And um, would you,
1: would you, would you throw in Teespring, Public, Redbubble, yep. Spreadshirt? I mean, totally. that, those kinds of companies, platforms are the same kind of vibe as a Merch by Amazon. They might do a little bit more right. in product offering or whatever, but would you say that they're in the same vein?
0: I, yeah, I totally agree. They're in the same vein. I think what separates Merch by Amazon um, is, the number of eyeballs um, yep. that the, they potentially have. Well, while, while a Teespring and a Redbubble um, and, you know, these other companies might have more potential products um, as far as like, you know, they, they probably do, you can do a mug or you can yeah. do a sticker yeah. or a, or a poster, or, you know, different, different things like that. Um, they don't have, um, you know, uh, purses for sale by Louis Vuitton and Adidas (laughs) running shoes and all of these other things that bring eyeballs to the amazon.com website and merch by Amazon. I I really feel like benefits from having all of those buyers on one platform. Yeah, Um, not to say it's not incredibly competitive. When we first started, both me and you, we were doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, over time, I think there's been a lot of people that have come onto the Merch by Amazon um, platform, and it's really kind of diluted the yeah. the sales. I yeah. think, yeah. you know, so that that's that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, I, I would totally put all those other companies in. The, I mean, they basically do the same thing; um, they right. just have their own platforms that they're selling their own products on, or they're selling our products or our designs on right. there. Platforms on their, on their and the other thing, the other thing I would say is a difference in um, Walmart, Etsy, and eBay to uh, and Amazon.com to Merch by Amazon, um, and I believe Redbubble and all these others is that they they actually um, they actually pay you a royalty. It's not it's it's really their sale, and they're giving you a royalty to use your art on their products. Okay. whereas in walmart etsy ebay amazon.com Amazon, right. it's your product you know so you are right. you okay. are yeah. actually it's your product so when you sell it you're selling that product it's not a royalty it's an actual you know cost right. of goods you have real right. cost of yep. goods yep. a whole deal yeah uh, so that's a that's an in- interesting distinction between the two um that methods is of selling. that's
1: i guess and that's a distinction that prior to you bringing it up i guess i never really thought of it in that way which would which would just, or which would explain why you don't make as much, if right. you're just getting a royalty on, on your design, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But because of it's the a licensing of, thing, yeah, yeah, and because of the number of eyeballs that it brings to the platform, that's also, I think, how they can kind of justify justify taking the lion's share because it's like our product, and we're bringing you 15 million eyeballs, you know, every however right. long. So, um, yeah. That's an interesting distinction.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's, let's go to the last uh, yes, the last the... one we're going to talk about today, the <laughs> granddaddy of a mall.
1: Yeah. The Amazon, Amazon.com, which is the entire mall. Um, <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Walmart might be a store in the mall. Merged by Amazon is the kiosk in the middle of the aisle. But Amazon is the entire mall. Um, it's got everything. Everything yep. you'd need. at at the prices you want, and they're in two days for the the most part. (laughs) Um, Man, Amazon, uh, you know, that's where we sell a lot of our print-on-demand stuff. Since we've moved out of RA and wholesale and private label, with the exception of, you know, our shirts are essentially our own private label because we have a GTIN exemption. It's our brand. It's, you know, we just – we don't use UPCs, whatever. So it's kind of like, again, poor man's private label. But we sell – quite a bit mugs, especially move really well on Amazon. Um, but it's done really well for us. And during COVID because they shut down merch by Amazon, there mm-hmm. were no prime shirt listings. The only shirt listings left for people like us who were printing and fulfilling the shirts ourselves. We mm-hmm. saw a massive spike in volume and in right. numbers. I mean, like 60 to 70 shirts a day. Cause we were yeah. the only game in town, printing shirts and shipping them ourselves. So, um, that would, that was a a crazy experience, but yeah, Amazon is where I have the lion's share of my experience selling on. And I I know Travis, you've been selling on there for, for longer than us. Is this a, how has Amazon treated you as far as a print on demand platform to, to sell?
0: Yeah, I, I really do think that, you know, Amazon is the, is the king, you know, for a reason. Um, it's definitely got the most eyeballs like we we've, we've alluded to uh, there are some caveats that you have to be aware of there um, in order for you to create a, a product listing on Amazon um, you have to have a professional selling account mm-hmm. which is uh, it's 39 99 40 bucks a month yeah. um, and so that's you know that's one thing to consider but I mean obviously in the grand scheme of things when when you're in a business you know you're gonna have expenses and that's just part of it yeah. um, but once you, you – know, you talked about the GTIN exemption, which basically means that um, – and we'll probably talk about this in future podcasts. But GTIN is like the global trade I, – I don't, I don't even know what it stands for. But yeah, it's a number. Really. <laughs> the global yeah. trade identification number I think is probably what it is. And so a global trade identification number is, is a UPC or an EAN. Yeah. And to get a GTIN exemption means that you don't have to have a UPC to list on Amazon. Right. Um, Walmart, it's a lot harder to get a GTIN exemption. They like their UPCs for whatever reason, yes. but, um, Amazon, you can get this thing. And so it allows you, because I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest, I'm not going to go and buy a bunch of UPCs to list thousands of print on demand yeah. products, because if you're selling a t-shirt, every single color and every single size is, is technically, yeah, as yeah, a UPC, yep. you know, so, um, so it's a it's a lot better if you can have like this this GTIN exemption because it allows you the freedom to list your products that you are creating without that added burden. Right. Um, trying to think of uh, what are some other things that about Amazon.com that make it um, so unique, but also so lucrative. Really.
1: Yeah, I mean it's unique, and it kind of what we touched on with Merch by Amazon is because of the sheer number of eyes that are on the platform and if you can if you know how to um put the right keywords and how to really set up the back end to where you hit you know when people search the most sought after phrases if you can figure out how to to you know i guess key they, they used to call it keyword stuff isn't that a thing that's like now illegal in, in amazon's world <laughs> uh, keyword yeah. stuffing um but they do, they don't charge a listing fee, but they do take, is it 15%? 15% of of the categories that I sell in. Yeah. 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 So it's 15%. So you kind of adjust your, your prices accordingly. Um, if you want to recoup that 15%, but it is the granddaddy of them all, man. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a good place to start again. It's $40 a month. So you have to know that you need to sell and move $40 worth of product to, to kind of justify and can, you know, to pay that
0: to for the to profit, it even. Itself. Not, not just $40 of the you product, know, yeah, $40, $40 profit, of the profit.
1: Right. So you have mm-hmm. to, you have to move that much for it to pay for itself. And then it, it definitely helps motivate you to, <laughs> to get the ball rolling so that you're not having mm-hmm. to eat that $40 um, right. every month. But it's, it's a good place to start. It's a, you'll you'll learn a lot quickly mm-hmm. i know we did um so i think it, it's a good place to to start and but it's very competitive there's lots of stuff out there you're you're competing yeah. for a lot of attention right and you know we can you know maybe in another episode get more into pay-per-click and advertising and how mm-hmm. you can really set yourself apart but mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a land of opportunity if you can um, set your position yourself correctly in the midst of all, all of the these other, other sellers. sellers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or offer yeah. something different, or yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you've you've had. I mean, not print on demand, but you've had some some success on some of your private label stuff, like your mm-hmm. you know, the blanket you were selling for a while. Right.
0: And so. Yeah. Yeah. It. It definitely. If you can set, like you say, if you can set yourself apart, it's definitely lucrative. I. I think, like, if I were to advise i guess somebody who was just getting started in print on demand and said you know and they said well how should what should my process be where should i start i think i would probably encourage someone to start out on etsy Mm -hmm. um even though there's a 20 cent listing you know per listing fee 20 cents you know what is 20 cents um I think it's a little easier to list. There's a little like we were talking about. Their content policies are a little looser, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it's just a little easier to learn. And you know, you also don't have that forty dollar a month fee hanging right. over your head. Right. Um, I, I think Amazon, though, is should be anybody who wants to sell print on demand on you know, other people's online sales channel, I think Amazon should be your target. Yeah, that should be your that should be part of your long term goal yeah. If you get started on, you know, Etsy or maybe Merch by Amazon or Teespring or Redbubble or some of these other places. Your your target should be to eventually be on Amazon dot com. Right. And you should try to target that to where the lion's share of your listings are available and for sale in November and December. Yep. Um, I mean, all of these channels are going to increase dramatically during November and December because of the Christmas season and the gift giving season. But I'll tell you what, uh, Amazon (laughs) is ridiculously busy. And the other thing is, is that you can raise your prices because so many people are on this channel. Um, you know, last year I raised my prices probably 20% to 25% across the board on all my print on demand products and i could not keep stuff in stock i mean i sent no. in a lot of things we'll talk about amazon and fba right. versus versus merchant fulfilled and all of right. those things but i sent in all kinds of product to fba it was gone in a you know in a heartbeat and then i was fulfilling all that stuff it
1: i mean you know you <laughs> yeah. do the
0: same thing every yeah. christmas we think how's it going to be this year and oh my gosh it's, it's even nuts it's crazier than the year before and it's right
1: you, in the middle of it you don't think that that's possible and then somehow when 12 months pass you're like yeah It's 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 a frantic mm-hmm. frantic pace so yeah amazon during q4 you know that's definitely the, the sweet spot that's where you want to have everything ready and available cuz you will reap the
0: rewards you'll do, you'll do 50% of your entire year's volume yep. in q4 yep that's that's the average yeah some people do more, some people do a little less, but you will do half of your entire year's revenue in really, I say Q4, and that's 90 days. But really, it it's it really starts ramping to, up yeah. in November, you know, yeah. mid mid November into December. Yeah. So yeah, I I just think you know start start on Etsy, maybe start on merch by Amazon, start on Redbubble, test mm-hmm. some products, see what designs people like. But your ultimate goal should be to get onto amazon.com. Would yeah. you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the thing to aspire to and where you want to land is is definitely Amazon. I think you can learn a lot of good skills. Like we said on Etsy, it's very much um, presenting a brand as a whole, getting good photographs mm-hmm. and learning how to yeah. list correctly. And a lot of those skills that you'll learn will will parlay and lend themselves to amazon it'll be a little bit of a different system but you'll at least have be comfortable mm-hmm. with keywords and how to
0: title and yeah. images and you'll know and what a variation is you yep. know <laughs> yep. you know that type of stuff there's a lot of things that you'll learn through the process Yep. uh you know but i also you just in kind of wrapping this whole thing up i want to i want to reiterate what we kind of said off the top but i don't know that we really focused on it this is just one one part of selling print on demand this yeah. is one avenue that you can go. It's it's something that both of us have have focused on a lot because yeah. our paths brought us here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Josiah, you've had a lot of experience in some other ways to sell print on demand. Yeah. And I, you know, at the risk of you know giving away the farm, I think we, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll just tease that. You know, yeah. in upcoming episodes, <laughs> we're going to be talking about other ways to sell print on demand yeah. products. It's not just you know this 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 podcast isn't just about. Oh, how many listings can you get on Amazon? Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's yep. just one way to yeah. go about it. Yeah,
1: th- these platforms have a pretty low barrier of entry. This is a good place yeah. to to get started and get your feet wet and get experience, right. and then you can you can transition to you know more like when we talk about what we're doing, what, what For Apparel is doing, and all those different ways you can do print on demand. This is a good way to get started. This this is why you know, we are able to do what we're doing is because we learned what we did from eBay or from, from sorry, from Etsy, from Walmart, from Amazon allowed us to to transition and pivot to what we're doing now in, in addition to. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think we will definitely get into those in a later episode. But, um yeah, those are just quick highlights of, of the platforms available for e-commerce print-on-demand. Um, if you guys have any questions, oh, I was right, just going to say that's right.
0: not, that's not exhaustive. Obviously, no, There's no, no, way no, no, no. Yeah. more channels yeah. than this. These are just the ones that we're familiar with and right. and that we've, we you know, have, to have experience and, yeah. to. Yeah, yep. Yep. exactly.
1: So yeah, if you guys have any other questions or you want us if you know of another channel that you think people need to know about, let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. you can find the podcast at printondemandcast.com and you can send us emails at info at com. Let us uh, make us aware of what you know that we might not know. And yeah. uh, we would be happy to highlight that. Maybe that'll be a point of interest on an episode if you guys let us know of something that we might have missed. But totally. we'd be happy to go back and highlight it. So, again, thanks, guys, for listening to Episode 2. Again, I'll tell you where you can get the podcast, printondemandcast.com, and reach out to Travis and myself with any questions that you might have. Info at printondemandca- printondemandcast, easy for me to say, dot com. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, uh, if you like what you're hearing, if we're helping you, if you're learning some stuff, if this is def- if this is helping you, rate us on iTunes <laughs> and subscribe. Give us a five-star review for our cool segue and outros and sound effects and stuff that we put in. We'll take it. Uh, but uh, yeah. before we wrap it up, Travis, anything else, anything, uh, last words that you want to say to, to the people listening?
0: Nope. I mean, I, I, I'll just say ideas are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. It's all about taking action. So go yep. do something. Go create a listing. Go create a design. Go put a you know put something yeah. out there for somebody to buy. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, I think that's going to be all. That's always going to be our final like <laughs> nugget of wisdom, I guess. You know. Yeah. Uh, don't just have an idea about it. Go do something about it.
1: I agree wholeheartedly with what he said. So for Travis, I'm Josiah, and we'll see you next time on Print on Demand Cast.
0: See you later. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand Cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.